Coming to you live from the city that produced Blake to Buddy Buckets. This is Burgers and Brats with your hosts, Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. Norman really is a college basketball town. That's the only sport. Basketball only. Yeah, no football, no softball, no men's, men's women's gymnastics. All I think is basketball. Me too. Me right? Too. Maybe some water polo. Do we have that? I hope so. And uh, what about uh, like skeet shooting and all that too? <laughs> no, no, not in the skeet shooting. No, that's no. not a D one sport, is it? Uh, probably not. Probably no. not. What, what do you think, Jacob Clements? Skeet shooting should be a D one sport. That's my first hot take for this podcast. Good to see you again, Jacob. Good you to be back. It's good to be back. I'm very glad to be brought back on a permanent contract. Yeah, permanent. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a 10-day contract, so we'll see. Nah, bro, we already passed that. It's like that, it's like that Gene League deal, the two-way contract. So, you know, we send you back down, you come back out. It's like that back and forth. Yeah, okay. You know what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay, then. All right. What, what, what do we got today, Braxton? We're going we're gonna to do a panel today. Try a pan, little panel action. Okay. Throw some topics in the ring. Start with Robert Kraft. That's a big story. The 77-year-old billionaire and owner of the New England Patriots is among 100 people linked to several Central Florida day spas being used for prostitution. And it's been targeted by law enforcement during a month-long investigation. Finally, They finally released the names of the people involved. So this is crazy. What do you guys think about this? So when I immediately was, saw this story, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you had Spygate. You had Deflategate. What do you call this? And we're going to keep it PG. But what do you call this gate? You know, what what does this end up being for him? Masseuse gate. Masseuse gate. That's probably a very PG way to put it. So prost, you... prost gate, prostitute gate. Prostitute gate. <laughs> I, you know, sure, like we'll that. go with that. Uh, really sad story. It's like every Friday we get something big on social media that even involves, you know, at the university where we're at or just in the sports world. It's like Friday's crazy stories come out. Why do they wait till the end of the week? This was shocking, but not really because it's Robert Kraft. And if you watch him on TV, he always looks he's high or he's just kind of like out of it or he drank too much. He's kind of creepy. So not really shocking, but still shocking because it's Robert Kraft and he's one of the best owners in the NFL. You know what? This is also the same guy that also has a freaking like huge champion's necklace that just makes him look like thug for some reason. I don't get it. But like all I'm going to say about this is that Family Guy episode a couple weeks ago predicted this. Because it was, Did um, it really? Yeah, there's actually a what? Family Guy episode about Asian masseuse parlors and a sting on them. So, <laughs> was Robert Kraft in it though? Robert Kraft was not in it, okay. but other so New England people were in it. Okay. So, but all I'm saying is. There are a lot of parallels. Okay, so maybe they did predict in some way. Okay. How many rings does Robert Kraft have with the New England Patriots? Six, right? So now he's got seven. Prostitution ring. Wow. (laughs) Cold. (laughs) Too soon. He's got seven Way too soon. There are allegedly two videos showing Robert Kraft engaged with the masseuses, so... But yeah, we'll see he, if they get released. But his agent or his spokesperson said, you know, on Friday, oh, we vehemently deny that. Okay, so you're going to deny a police video. Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, what else Good are you going to say? Good luck with that. What else are they going to say? Yeah. yeah, we did it. Yeah, come on. So what's this do to Robert Kraft? I mean, I've seen that, you know, he's going to get most likely fined. And I saw, I forgot the number off the top of my head, but it was like, he'll get fined. What he's going to get fined is equivalent to finding an average person, like $2.87. Wow. So, yeah, we're really going to break the low. bank on whatever uh, Bob Kraft's going to be uh, I actually, charged. I yeah. heard a, a new report today that basically said that um, Robert Kraft will be charged with a second-degree misdemeanor, which if he ever goes back into the state of Florida, he will be arrested 
and have to spend 120 days in county jail. Really? Just so for not a justifying, yes. Huh. So, but See, they will not extradite him from Massachusetts. So, I mean, like, as if, like, I mean, all the Florida NFL teams suck anyway, and you probably know the Patriots are going to beat him whenever they go down there, so there's probably no point for him to so, go to Florida anymore. Yeah, sorry, Robert Kraft, you won't be able to go to Dolphins games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is so shocking, but no more. Sorry. What, what about when the Super Bowl's in Miami or something? I, I think he'll probably just say, you know, screw it. I'm <laughs> we'll going to go down there. I'm going to win, celebrate, and then I'll spend 120 days. <laughs> no, the state of Massachusetts is going to protect him somehow. I mean, he's probably their most valuable commodity. I think he's like the richest citizen in Massachusetts. So yeah, I mean, they're going to like protect him. Like He's crazy know. rich. I mean, I don't know yeah. the exact dollar amount that he has, but he's crazy rich. I mean, and I mean, he's just a boss. You watch him on TV and you're like, yeah, you don't really care about anything in the world. You just... You win your Super Bowls, you party it up with Tom Brady. Kisses Tom Brady, too. That's a very scary... Tom Brady just weird. really likes that's to kiss weird. men on the lips, just saying. That's just very weird. Tom Brady and his son, we've talked about that before <laughs> on our podcast, but also seeing Robert Kraft, very weird. But yes, so I don't even know where I'm going with that now because they got an image of Robert Kraft and Tom Brady and ah, uh, no. But he's not as much of a boss... Uh, he doesn't look as much of a boss as the Atlanta Falcons owner. That guy straight looks like he's in the mob. Side note there, but very relevant. Okay. I Very relevant. Okay. Well, yeah, side comment. Yes. <laughs> so, are you guys down for a trip down to the masseuse, the parlor? In Jupiter? Yeah. yeah. I'm down. A lot of people are going down there taking pictures in their football jerseys. So, I'm down to go if you guys are. <laughs> yeah, let's take a picture outside and say, Bob Kraft is here. <laughs> all That's right. all I ever wanted to do for my spring break this year. <laughs> spring break trip. There you go. <laughs> so, go see where Robert Kraft was arrested. <laughs> Not arrested. So, we all yeah. think he'll still be in charge of the Patriots oh, by yeah. the time he's yeah. Yeah, if it's a mis- if, if it's a misdemeanor, that's not going to do anything. I mean, yeah, he's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be like, oh, that's the owner that you know did that. But yeah, yeah. no. All right, move on. To, moving on to a better story. Baseball season is back. Yay! Spring Heck training yeah. is back. Right, I'm gonna let you two take this away. You guys got the baseball segment. All right, so. Uh, as some of y'all may know, I'm actually a very huge a- uh, Houston Astros fan, um, and I'm sure as y'all all know, because um, of Matt um, and him pronouncing his affinity for the Rangers, um, obviously you got a little bit of duel going on here, but Matt, uh, what do you think about um, kind of the beginnings of spring training so far and how the Rangers are going to fare this season? Well, I've always said that it's going to be down to the pitching, and the pitching staff is uh, completely new, except... Uh, the Rangers ace Mike Miner will be back from last season where he had a really good season um, in his first year with the Rangers. But everyone else is new. They've added on Drew Smiley. They've added on Shelby Miller. Um, they've added, I can't even think of the other two. I mean, it's a completely 80% of the rotation is new. It's going to really come down to the pitching staff this year. It's a very young, going to be a very young team. Um, they've also got Edison Volquez as well, who's in a second stint with um, Texas. He actually got traded to the Reds back in the day when the Rangers acquired Josh Hamilton. So he's kind of looped his way back to Texas. Um, the offense is going to be kind of where they expected to be. Shinsu Chu most likely found out a report saying yesterday that uh, he will be leading off. You've got Elvis Andrews. You've got Estrubal Cabrera now filling in to replace the recently retired Adrian Beltre. Um, you've got Ronald Guzman at first base. You've got Joey Gallo. I mean, these are uh, it's a young core. So offensively, is really not going to be a problem, in my opinion. I think it's going to lean more on the pitching side, but it's a very young team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 
I want the Rangers to win the division. That's not going to happen this year unless, you know, they really get things together. You know, can't count out anything. But being realistic, they will probably finish, um, hopefully not dead last, but maybe the fourth team in the division. No, I totally understand that. Uh, I was going to say for uh, my Astros as well, I mean, you know, we're keeping most of our core intact, you know, from our World Series season. Um, you know, we still have Altuve, Bregman, um, Verlander still, you know, as well as most of, as well as most of the rest of the uh, pitching staff and Kemp and the Colors. You know, I think that this could be a uh, um, very good season. Um, it's it might be a little bit harder fought than uh, some of the other seasons that we've had, um, but I think the Astros are still a playoff team, could win the division, and um, you know, I would say as well, I would say. Um, this is uh, definitely a little bit more out there. I would say the Astros can make it back to the ALCS um, with the provision that hopefully the Red Sox and Yankees play before then, so that way one of them can knock out the other, and uh, then we can kind of go from there. You know, I look at this. I look at this regular season, and I, I really do think it's going to be an even better battle between the Yankees and Red Sox this season on the AL East. Um, the Yankees and, and Braxton, you're a big Yankees fan, so I want to get you in on this. You've got the Yankees have added on so many great additions this offseason to add some depth in, you know, utility spots. But also, too, I mean, they got DJ LeMahieu, right, you know, from the Rockies, you know, great second baseman for them. So you add into a great and already stellar infield, even though you lost DD for half the season. But, I mean, that's just so much firepower. But you also got a great bullpen now that you've added on. And um, just with, you've got, you know, Chapman and you've got Batances. I, I mean, and Sambathia. Well, yeah, as a starter, his final year, he's going to retire, year. you know, after this season. You've got a really good team there, and it's almost like if you're not getting to the starting pitcher by the third or fourth inning, the Yankees have a bullpen now they could even bring in in the fifth inning and shut you down the rest of the game. It's scary good. So, I mean, how are you feeling about your Yankees this year? I'm just feeling a chase for 28. That's what I'm feeling. I'm. They can definitely get their 28th ring this year. I think it'll happen. Red, they can beat the Red Sox. Red Sox ain't got nothing on them. Boston ain't got nothing. New York's going to make it to the championship. They're going to win it. That's yeah, I don't, what I'm saying. I don't see the Red Sox winning it all this year. You mm-hmm. look at the AL Central, I mean, it's probably going to end up being, again, the Cleveland Indians. They've kind of owned that division for a while. You'll see maybe the Twins. Twins have got added some additions, so maybe they'll do a little bit better this year. I'm um, in the AL West. It probably will be Houston again. I don't really and, – and, and Oakland. I think Houston and Oakland maybe. I mean, Oakland had a really good run. We'll see if they can replicate it. I don't think the Mariners are going to do anything. I don't think the Angels are going to do anything as well. In the National League, you know, I think this is a great rivalry back because you've got the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies that are going to be battling out, especially if Bryce Harper goes mm-hmm. to Philadelphia, which we've talked about a little bit. I don't. I think the Nationals now um, are out. I think the Nationals are going taking a downhill curve, um, and then you've got the Marlins who are they they are trash, and you've got the Mets. They'll be middle of the pack. You've got in the NL Central. You know, can the Cubs? You know, win the division again. Will the Cardinals hang around? Will the Reds, who were, were bad last year, they made some great additions in Matt Kemp, Yasiel Puig. They beefed up their pitching rotation. That could be a team, maybe, that could win the division. And then in the West, you've got the Dodgers. You've got uh, probably, you know, it's always been kind of Dodgers, maybe Giants, Diamondbacks up there a little bit. Rockies were up there last year in a wild card spot. But the Padres with Manny Machado, we talked about. We talked about in the last mm-hmm. episode. You know, Braxton, you said they're not going to make playoffs. I said I think they can make a wild card. They're not going to win the World Series. But those are just some things. So I don't know what y'all's thoughts kind of on National League. You know, what teams to watch out for. What are you thinking? I think Philly for sure. If they get Bryce Harper. I yeah. Think they're dangerous. 
I, I agree with Philly and then as well um, San Francisco if they're still trying to make a run at Harper because I know they've been linked to him as well um, either one of the basically um, you know like Braxton said it really comes down to what team gets Bryce Harper um, I think he's going to be a difference maker I mean um, you know Manny Machado is going to be a difference maker in the Padres um, but I think Bryce Harper right now um, does kind of hold the key to either one of those teams and we talked about this a little bit on the last episode Clements I, I think Bryce Harper is more important to a team than Machado. What did you say, Matt? Yeah, I, th- I think same so. thing. I think so so, so same you think thing, yeah. same thing? Clements? I agree as well. Um, you know, Bryce Harper. I feel like you could get ten years out of him. Machado. I would say you probably could get somewhere between six and eight. Um, and I mean that may be a more conservative prediction. Um, he may go off. You know, in a different environment. I mean, we saw. I mean, you know, we saw it happen when we went to the Dodgers. But like at the same time. You know, I think you're going to get more out of Bryce Harper. So, but Manny Machado right now um, is the biggest difference maker because we saw Baltimore without him, and man, that was a pile of crap right there. Yeah, 115 losses. They led the league. You know, you look at. I, I think if he does go to Philly, I think that's a better scenario, and I think that's honestly, I mean, just kind of seeing the rumors or whatever. I mean, a deal could be made tomorrow, and we may be saying, "Hey, he's going to Philly tomorrow." Um, Looking at that, that's probably a better spot for him because that will make it very competitive with the Braves and the Phillies. The Giants, sure, that's like, oh, yeah, you know, him and Machado would be in the same division. But the way I see the Giants, they've they've, they've kind of gotten older. The guys that they've had, you know, all those over those World Series runs are either gone, retired, you know, moved on. It's not as strong of a team as you've got a really young core in Philadelphia. Great yeah. young pitching, and they've got young players. I mean, they've got a team to build for the future. And if I'm Bryce Harper, I would almost lean, yeah, I'm going to Philadelphia, and and almost like take a kind of a stab back at the at the Nationals because mm-hmm. the National, you know, be like, you know, it's almost like a screw you, you know, I'm going, yeah. I'm staying in the division. You're going to see me now all the time, and he's going to. I don't know if there's any animosity towards the Nationals. I don't think so. But it's kind of like, okay, I'll be Philly. I can win this division because we never got anywhere. We may have made the playoffs with Washington, but you never got anywhere once you hit the playoffs yeah and I was gonna say as well like you know San Francisco if they were to uh, really make a run at Bryce Harper I would say if I was Bryce Harper I would be like okay well who else are you gonna bring in to help me on this older team you know because um I would be like well you look I got Philly over there you know they're a young team you know I can go in and make an immediate impact whereas here I might need one more decent role player just to you know uh match the performance that I would get there yeah so so what's everyone's bold prediction for the year? I say that um, Oakland A's take down the Astros in the AL West. I think they win that division. Okay, my, my bold prediction, I think the Cincinnati Reds will make the playoffs. And I'm not saying win the division, but I'm going to say they're going to make the playoffs. You know, I'm going to say if things go right this season for the Astros, uh, I think that whoever they face in the ALCS... Um, it won't go to seven games, um, you know. And as well, I would refute your prediction that the so A's they'll get, they'll get knocked out in four. No, I Queen think Street. the Astros. <laughs> I think the Astros will win in like maybe five or six, depending on who it is. Um, and the ALCS, then, yeah, where both teams are um, the same type, same team. They they match up the same. Yeah, but like I just I have more of a belief in Houston. 
And, you know, I feel like that this is going to be a very good season. But No bias. Well. No bias as he's wearing an Astros <laughs> baseball shirt right now. But at the speaking. same time, uh, Braxton, you know, I would agree with you that the A's could have uh, potentially unseated the Astros um, this season if uh, Kyler Murray had gone to the A's. But, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> that might be the hottest of them all that, takes. That was a pretty hot, hot take. Uh, man, you know I'm always delivering them hot. <laughs> All right, moving on to college basketball. Jim Boheim returned after tragically killing a man last Wednesday with his car on the interstate. Got a standing ovation. Glad to see he's back. Glad to see he wasn't injured, but sad for the fan who died that night. And so now we got Zeon. He did not play against, what was it, they played Syracuse Saturday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Duke ended up winning by 10. Close game the whole whole time until about five minutes left. Duke pulled away with R.J. Barrett. But... Putting out the question, should Zion play um, the rest of the season? Yeah, well, I think yes, he should. When he when he's eligible to come back, I think you plan. But I I've, I advocate for that you put him on a kind of a restricted minutes. So you know you keep him on limited minutes until you get to the turning. Obviously, they can win without him. Yeah, they they struggled and um, they got beat pretty bad. It was at UNC. UNC. They UNC. got beat by twenty something. Yeah, when he went down. Um, I, I think you put him on limited minutes just because you don't want to rush him back and then obviously aggravate it worse, and then he's out for the tourney. Um, so I go limited minutes, and then once tourney time comes, if he's 100%, you let him, you know you roll with it. But Duke, there should not be any concern that oh my gosh, we got to shut him down for the rest of the season. I mean, even if they did that, they'd still be fine. But I don't think they would be fine. They you saw they lost by 24 to UNC at home without um, Zion. So I, he's a major important part of this team. Yeah, well, no, he is a major part of the team, but it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, you did lose that game and, and hurting him, but it's almost like that shock of, okay, we just lost him, now we've got to scramble and put a game plan together. Whereas when they played Syracuse, yeah, they only won by 10. Syracuse is not a bad team, mm-hmm. but they've got a, they had a game plan knowing that they were going to be without him. So They looked a little bit more put together when they yeah. played Syracuse. You and, when they played UNC, it looked like a little bit, it just kind of looked like occasionally like chickens running around with their heads cut <laughs> off. Um, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, honestly, I would say as well, um, you know, depending on how he is, um, if he's not 100% before the tourney, um, you know, like I'd maybe put him in like the last like regular season game because Duke's going to make it no matter what at this point. Um, and then, you know, kind of slowly during the tourney, kind of uh, bring him back in if he's not at 100% before it starts. If he's at 100% at the tourney, I say go ahead and play him. Um, and then I think that that's what'll happen. He'll be a hundred percent by the tourney for sure. He'll be a hundred percent in a few we- or like two weeks from now. Oh yeah. But I don't see this team as a um, Sweet Sixteen team without Zion. Yeah, I do agree with you there. Um, he does bring a very special X factor to that team, and I think that that I think that he'll be the push that leads them into the like deep into the tourney. Yeah, with him, I, this team can definitely win the championship. But without him, they're not make. They they may make the Sweet Sixteen. It just depends on who they play. But anything can happen in March Madness. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything can happen in the regular season too. We saw that last night with the uh, Texas Tech and KU man. Yeah, Tech beat Kansas by twenty. Yeah, twenty nine. Twenty nine. That was. Yeah, I mean the Big Twelve. That's going to be fun to watch. I mean. I, I, I think this is Kansas State and Texas Tech are going to be the two that are going to battle it out. I think Kansas, I mean, you look at that and go, if Kansas is at home, 
sure they can win, but on the road they're not. They don't look good. I mean, they got yeah. that's a major blowout for Bill Self's team. I think that was the second worst blowout under his tenure. So tenure. So yeah, we'll see what happens. And they Kansas won the Big Twelve for what eleven straight years now. It's like fourteen. I think or fourteen. Fourteen. So this could be the year. This could be the year and they that's finally say every year, but this actually could be the year. Bro. <laughs> yeah, this, this might actually be, be the year. Yeah. Yeah. So we all agree Zion should return, play some basketball. Moving on to our final segment, we got who we share a burger and brought with. Clement, you want to start? You know what, sure, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, I know it's not football season, as you as you so aptly pointed out before our podcast started uh, today, but I'm going to share my burger and brought with Deshaun Watson. And why? Because on the 25th is the start of the Houston Rodeo, and my favorite... NFL non-Baker quarterback Deshaun Watson was the Grand Marshal for the parade, and man, when they said he was a dual-threat quarterback, I didn't know that's what they meant. So we're gonna go with that. That I, I don't have any words to explain that <laughs> Burger and Brat segment for you. I I don't I don't. I'm just very happy it's rodeo <laughs> season, man. <laughs> that's your segment for Redneck Sports with Clements. I would share my Burger and Brat with the. Air quote extinct Ferdinandina giant tortoise who was last seen alive in 1906 in the Galapagos Islands until last week. Until last week, an adult female was seen alive last Sunday during an expedition by the Giant Tortoise Tortoise Restoration Initiative, according to the Ecuador government. So they believe she's one of many turtles that are still alive on the islands. They're gonna have further expeditions to explore find more of her kind so hopefully they can find some more animals not extinct that's great I'm, mm. I'm happy I'm sharing a burger and brought with that turtoise nice if she can eat it it might be poisonous maybe the broth. Yeah, you don't want them extinct yeah. don't want them actually extinct yeah I'm going to share my burger and brought with the MLB commissioner Rob Manford because I want to actually know why he wants to put a pitch clock in for Major League Baseball games I'm totally oh against God. that I think it's a dumb rule. I also want to say, look, we're keeping the National League where pitchers can bat. We don't need a universal DH. So I just give him my, my thoughts on what I think baseball needs to do. So I would have a burger and brought with him and talk over some things. What, what would you tell him? I would tell him no. <laughs> no. Just no. Just say no. Just say no. Just say no. That's right. Easy as that. Easy and simple. All right, that'll do it for me Matt Marks and Jacob Clements. Thank y'all for having me back. Oh, it was a pleasure. <laughs> the hottest of them takes, we're told. <laughs> From Matt and I, thanks for listening and take care. Until next time.